Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. Really, the greatest thing about doing this podcast is, for some reason, the most immature things that can happen or that can be ridiculed in an immature manner happens here on the farm. So we're glad everybody's listening. This is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast, and I am your host, Brent Carlson. And with me, a little different today, is Landon, and he is remotely from his home. So what I've got here is I've got a microphone laying on the desk that I built that's still wobbly because I hadn't shored up the legs yet. I've got the phone next to the old microphone laying on the top of the table. So, uh, Landon, let's give it a shout. Let's see if you can. Uh, we can hear you. You can hear us. I can hear you just fine, Brent. Oh, my God. You sound like you're embedded in Iraq somewhere. <laughs> I'm embedded in a flip phone. <laughs> well, that yeah, there we go. That's our first deal. All right, I'm going to just pretty much turn you up as much as I can because that's ridiculous. Otherwise, I might have to try your other microphone. But uh, So we've got Landon remote on location. At his, I mean, it's not really on location when it's at your home. But nonetheless, this is episode whatever number. And uh, once again, like I was saying in the intro there, if something can be interpreted in an immature fashion, I'm going to be all over it and so is Landon. And um, so we're going to talk about really a couple different things that relate to that um, genre of talk. But uh, so we're talking, <laughs> the first segment is sex sent my dog to the ER. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen any of those episodes of about the people that got sent to the ER by sex, but we're going to be talking about the first segment and our main segment, I guess, I don't know if, if we ever get off of this dog thing, but I mean, finally the guy, the dog got off of her, his dog. So, you know, that kind of works both ways, but. <laughs> Um, our main spot, we uh, ran across a pig wagon. Now, it's not a livestock pig wagon, but it's a pig wagon with, I'm pretty sure, Bigfoot driving it. We're going to describe that to you when we get to that segment. But, um, not, it didn't get, this guy didn't get, uh, this guy didn't get found out, not once, not twice, but three times. Once by Landon, once by me, and once by a buddy on Twitter, or, a local guy here on uh, in Hereford, but also a friend on Twitter as well. But so, pig wagon guy is going to be our main segment. But I don't know why we're not making this dog thing our main segment. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that's what we got in store for you. So uh, you know, hold on to your shorts because it's going to be a wild one. Um, before we go any further, though, we want to uh, tell everybody that uh, you can find this thing on the Global Ag Network is what we are members of. And uh, they're going to disseminate this podcast out through all the regular platforms that we've been using over time. That's iTunes and uh, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, and of course our big, our big outlet, Twitter and uh, Twitter mostly. And you're going to find that on my Twitter handle. That's at Trader Brent. And uh, Landon, uh, give us a shout and tell us what your handle is. My handle is No 
Landon44. No twit Landon44. He's going to retweet that if he's if he knows what's good for him. But um, so find out all those things. We got a um, we got a little rain on the way, or at least on the forecast. We got all that. I've been working on my barn, get, uh, still getting ready for that whole uh, show calf thing that we got uh, in the works. But uh, today I was um, up on top of the lean to, and um, allegedly the guys that painted the outside of the barn were supposed to replace all these screws and. I'm picking out these nails that have absolutely no, um, they have absolutely no fastening capability left in them. I just pull, I can pull them out by with my bare hands. They're of course they're only 50 years old. They might have been wallowed out by a few shakes of the wind and the hailstorms. But uh, so I spent the afternoon. Um, fortunately, it was somewhat warm, but uh, and unfortunately it was windy. But I was on the leeward side of the barn, so. Um, Nonetheless, it wasn't hot, and I got a lot of stuff done. And fortunately, my kids showed up, so uh, I got to cut off early and go play with them. But uh, yeah, so uh, got all that done, Landon. What you been up to? Oh, just same old, just just working. We're shipping a lot of grain at the old co-op. What's the uh, What's the good old uh, story on the wheat? Are you gonna have anybody bring in that cheap ass wheat? I don't know, man. That that price that price is dropping dropping like a rock right now. What's your expert saying, Landon? Uh, they're hoping that we're finding the bottom here pretty soon. Yeah, that's what that's what my, that's what my dog said. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, Landon, that was my idea of into a segue into our first segment. If you didn't know that or not, <laughs> this is one of the ultimate. That's what she said segments. But uh, nonetheless, well, yeah, and it sounds like we're uh, we've all been getting kind of a little busier than we were. Any anything on the farm yet? You getting ready to pre water? Are you even into that? Oh, yeah, still Yeah, plan out all the moisture that you can, huh? Exactly. Yeah, well, last, last <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, we got a little farming going on, so uh, really all we've done, we've slung that compost, and we're really not in the mood to pre-water. Hopefully, we'll get us a free pre-water in here next week uh, in the forecast. But uh, so enough of the serious talk, and that's as serious as we get. But um, so yeah, Landon, did you know that? This was a normal thing with dogs and their mating habits. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I saw the picture and I just thought, just thought it was your your pups getting some afternoon doggy delight. I mean, the, I, they were getting nice, man. I mean, this no, this was in the morning. This was a little morning delight. This was like before your coffee, because uh, got the kids and the wife all sent off to school. And uh, anyway, well, I'm looking. So let's get into it. I'm looking out the back window in the in the backyard and. I kind of hear a little whimper every now and then, and I look at them. I'm like, oh, they're probably just wrestling around or whatever and kind of just, uh, you know, being playful. And I mean, I guess they were, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't suspect I didn't suspect any mating rituals going on because they were butt to butt. I'm like, so, you know, my experience, which I'm 38 now, so I've seen a couple things and done a couple things, but. From what I've known, that type of position is not does not um, invoke a butt to butt positioning. Landon, are you are you uh, up to date with me on that? Making they're making the beef. Yeah, no, they're doing it with their butts, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, Brent, Brent, that, that could lead to the ultimate walk of shame. Right there. <laughs> oh, four legs, man! The four legged walk of shame. Oh shoot! All, all, eight, all eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Well, anyway, don't mind. Don't mind us. Don't. <laughs> they didn't trust me. They just got after it anyway. So I'm like, well, 
hmm, they don't have tails. They're both bobtails, so I know they didn't get hung up that way. And, of course, the uh, the whole sex thing did kind of cross my mind, but when I saw him in that position, I'm like, no, that's not normal doggy style. <laughs> so I am like, that can't be it. And um, so I kept watching, and they kept, I'm like, well, maybe they got some, like, hellacious cockleburs, like, in between their furs or something. And they just, I mean, because they're pretty kind of shaggy dogs. I mean, let me set the scene. I mean, they're, well, not, I'm not going to start the porn music, but these dogs are like the male. He's probably 22. And oh yeah, it's exacerbate the problem. I just took the female dog in a couple days ago for a urinary tract infection. So no telling what she's going to be pissing out now. But uh, anyway, so um, I'm looking at them. And anyway, so the male, they're miniature Australian shepherds. So the, the male's probably about 23, 24 pounds. The male, the female's about 15 pounds. So little dogs. Anyways. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like the male's a miniature, Brent. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, no, he's not, dude. That That's at the end of the story. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm watching. I'm not, like, got popcorn or anything. I'm not sitting down there with a bagel and just, like, taking it all in like she was. But, um, anyway, so... I guess they, you know, they were getting nice with each other, and um, she's been. I know she's been in heat the last couple of days. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the uh, heat cycles of a dog, but all I know is she's been in heat for the last couple of days. And we've got another dog that the stray that uh, came around about six weeks ago, and she's a Great Dane. Fortunately, she's a female, so uh, she weighs eighty one pounds, and we're trying to bring her back to life because when we found her, she was all skin and bones. But fortunately, there was no mounting going on there because she would have actually. I was going to say she would have killed her or if it was a male but turns out the female has all the control in this in this relationship because as you'll find out she's the one that calls the shots even though he's the one <laughs> giving the shots but anyway um so so with dogs it's the same as humans <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah pretty much let it you've been married a while now haven't you oh yeah <laughs> anyway so uh so anyway so they they, they got their business and I'm looking at him and looking at him. I'm like, okay, are are they done? I mean, I don't see any more hopping or humping and whatever. So they're just, anyway. So they're both just standing there, butt to butt, just kind of you know the dog, the female, the the guy smoking a cigarette, the male dog, and you know, and the, <laughs> the female's crying. But anyway, um, so they're sitting there. I'm like, huh, they're not doing anything and they're not separating. So I kind of watch a little longer and I'm like. Then I kind of hear a whimper every time they kind of move a little bit. So I'm like, that don't seem right. So I go outside and they kind of, they kind of just still stand there. And I kind of reach down and see if there's some kind of stickers or something holding them together. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, no, I'm not going to look for that because it can't be that. It can't be that. Anyway, so I'm like, well, no stickers. They're all clean. And I mean, there is no separating these two canines. There is no, I mean, you couldn't get the jaws alive for these two dogs out. So uh, I'm like, well, if it is his unit in there, I'm like, I don't want to go twisting and tugging because, I mean, that'll rip this dude apart. So I, I'm not going to do that. So I kind of pulled the fur away for further inspection. Sure enough, he was anchored in, man, like a freaking ha- like a freaking freight ship in a dry dock, man. He wasn't going anywhere. Anyway, so I'm like, huh. I don't want to tear him up. Well, fortunately, I've got a good close friend that's a veterinarian. So I call her. I texted him. I'm like, hey, dude, my two, our two dogs, is it normal for two dogs to get stuck while they're getting nice? And he's like, anyway, so he calls me. We ended up talking. He's like, oh, yeah, they call that. We call that a, a, a dog knot. 
<laughs> so uh, it it has a name for it. That's how often it happens. And I guess this is actually part of the normal mating practices of a dog. But uh, incidentally, what happens is is when they're getting into it, they're um, so you know it's like any mammal. You know they're doing their thing. And uh, anyway, after uh, all the business is done. The uh, male side swells up to three times the width of normal. And at the same time, the female contracts down harder, which which uh, essentially locks this union into a fine-threaded bolt of a connection. There is no pulling them apart. This The female has got a grip on this male dog like you can imagine. And you just have to let nature take its course. And after, you know... About five, you know, two to five to maybe even ten minutes that they'll, everything will, you know, subside, go back down to normal. And, um, you know, they go their separate ways and they do the walk of shame, as Landon was saying. But, uh, and this is how I know I'm pretty sure God is a, is a man because he would never do this to his homies, you know. Never give the women this much control. You know, plagues, yeah, sure, why not? Wandering, you know, in the desert for 40 years, yeah, he'll do that to you. You know, a full big judgment day, you know, um, waiting on his son to come back. You know, he's cool with all of that stuff. But this, just over the line. He would never do this to a human man. The dogs, the animals, they don't seem to have a problem with it. That's why I know God's a man, because he would never do this to his homeboys. So, uh, anyway, I learned something new today about dogs, probably more than I wanted to know. And uh, that's what I have. That's really all I have to say about that. You know, it really makes me, it really doesn't make doggy style that much enticing anymore if you really want to be honest with it. So, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we uh, try to look over and immaturely um, examine. But, guys, we're going to get to pig wagon. I hope, I really hope, did everybody enjoy that? Did you learn something? I talked about it on Twitter a little bit today and I had a, quite a few uh, feedback comments, especially Stephanie Straycow. She, uh, I guess she knew about this. So, uh this type of deal. Anyway, we've got a interesting sponsor this week. It's Last Meal Meals. Now, these originally, these people were originally exclusive last meal caterers for death row inmates. And it was such a big hit. I mean, they were killing people. <laughs> hey oh. And um, so they went, they went retail and they're serving out these last meal meals to everyone in the public. Huge hit. So we've got that. We've got Radar Ricardo to follow that up with hopefully give us a wet forecast. And we're going to have the pig wagon right after this on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Ah, yes. Are you ready to take out your loved one on a special night out? Well, why don't you just stay home and let us bring the night to you? Because here at Last Meal Meals, we have ample experience catering to one person's needs like it's their last night on earth. Oh yeah, Last Meal Meals. We are experienced in serving death row inmates on their last day on the planet. That's right. We've given all kinds of different catered meals to the Unabomber. All kinds of different murderers. They were so, they're kind of a picky bunch, but not until they, and you know, you would think you would lose your appetite on a day like that, but nonetheless, here we are, but we are now in 10 different locations, Huntsville, Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, anywhere there's a state prison, basically, um, yes, we're going to have every meal that you could ever possibly dream of, 
T-bone steaks ingested, injected with chocolate, ribeyes injected with salt and sodium and any other element on the elemental table. Oh yes, such a lovely bouquet of tastes. Try our Death by Chocolate. This one's a big winner with all of our Death Row inmates. Death by Chocolate, Molten Lava. Oh yeah, Ted Bundy really loved this one. He was a hard guy to impress. But nonetheless, he took a big old bite out of it and said, Kill me now because I can die a happy man. Oh yes, what a wonderful customer he was. Not to mention, oh yeah, old Sparky, he fried up some good Mexican food patrons. That's right. They always want the spicy food when they go out the hot way. Last Meal Meals, we're your only choice. Cabron, don't try to pull the chihuahuas apart, man. Bato, you'll break him off. Hey, 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 this is Arena Ricardo. Adina Serio, we'll bring you your giant popper podcast weather update. Hey, Brent, we got a couple of chihuahuas over here, and they're, you know, like they're, it's like you like to say, man, they're getting nice, Bato, and, and they're all, like, stuck together now, and you can't pull them apart or nothing, and fortunately, I just heard your, uh, your episode before, before I gave this report, so now I know about those. That's just the way they, that's just the way they, hijo de Bato, I got a cramp. Then I got a Charlie horse like you can't imagine, Bato. Well, let me get to the forecast so it didn't piss you all off or whatever. Hey, Bato, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of nice and everything. I mean, it's going to be a little windy, but like next week or whatever, it's going to like go the rain. I'm looking at the NOAA website or whatever, and it's like saying, like, everybody's going to, like, the whole country's going to get rain, Bato. I'm looking at it, and it's getting all wild and woolly, Bato, man, it's getting like purple and blue and all kinds of things, man, Bato, so... Looking at the uh, local weather, man. Looking at the local weather. Hey, Bato, it's pretty good, huh? Huh? Ah, hey, Bato, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be... Well, yeah, Sunday's going to get cold, but Saturday, Friday, Saturday's going to be a pretty nice weekend. 64, uh, 74, 66, 49, Bato. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Bato, it's going to rain like a bitch of mother, Bato. Hey, man, we've got Last Meal Meals, Bato. That's the sponsor this week. Because their dinners... Oh, wait for it. Uh, to die for, Bato. They give you all the richest and all the saltiest and all the fattest foods that all the uh, death row inmates, you know, then uh, I think you would lose your appetite, you know, on the, when you're fixing to go out and eat, Bato, or, you know, go out, you're gonna go out and eat, you're gonna take your last meal, Bato, eh? But, uh, no, last meal meals, man, they give you the, na- the uh, soppiest, wettest, <coughs> I mean, hell yeah, I'd get sick just thinking about it, Bato. Last meal meals, a great sponsor for the Drive Informer podcast. I am Reynaldo Mercado, and then I said, yo, back to you. So thanks, Ricardo, for that report. We're going to keep you on staff, but, uh, you know, just want to let you know, you know, you missed it again with all the other guys. So uh, you're in, I guess you're in good or bad company, however you want to look at it. But because one night, so I got up, uh, well, I woke up at like 5.30 one morning last week for some ungodly reason, uh, other than it wasn't on purpose. And I woke up and they said the night before that it was only going to get down to 40. So I woke up about 5.30. It's 35 degrees. I'm like, all right, that's close. And then an hour later, it's 25 degrees, and I've got a sprayer sitting outside. I mean, it's empty, but it's not drained, you know, completely. So I haul ass over there, get it in the barn, and by the time I get it in the barn and everything, get some heaters in there, it's freaking like uh, 20 degrees, maybe 19 degrees outside. So, uh, and I had a full truck, a water, uh, a truck full of water, just to the max. So I had to drain 3,000 gallons out on the ground. Fortunately, I mean, 
I guess we're going to have a green spot there now. But nonetheless, Ricardo, I mean, I know you don't get them all, but come on, man. you got to be different than, than some of those other people. Well, we've got a special treat. Landon had to run because he just had a little girl that's just not having any of it. So uh, it's getting late for her, and she just had to uh, get his attention, and I don't blame him. So, Landon, we'll catch you next time. But we've got a special treat. We've actually – so I don't know if everybody saw on Twitter. Wait, I need to get the intro music in. Here we go. So anyway, as I was saying, um, I don't know if everybody's been following on Twitter the last couple days, but um, we came across a unique uh, – I don't know if he's a traveler or he's a transient or what he is. I mean, I guess he's got a home. It's on wheels. But anyway, nonetheless, if you saw a few of our posts between me and Landon and uh, a couple other folks on Twitter, we got a glimpse. We got some photo evidence of a pig wagon. At least that's what we're calling it. Now, um, if you want to go on to uh, Twitter and uh, look up our Twitter handle, at Trader Brenner, at NoteTwitLandon44, you're going to see just what we're talking about. We found a dude. Now, he's pulling this RV with a Dodge Durango. Now, I know I'm not sure when the last time they made Dodge Durango. I don't think they make them anymore, but if they do, call me out on it. But So this guy's pulling with a Dodge Durango, and he's pulling this RV. It's probably about a 16-footer. And so let me set the scene. It's got... A grill on the back, and I didn't get real up close to it. I, the picture. Only picture I got was on the highway at highway speed. So uh, you know, don't call the cops on me or anything. But anyway, so I got a picture of it on the back of it. He has a grill tied to the back door of the RV, and I'm pretty sure they were just with maybe baling wire. I don't know. It could have been uh, those rubber uh, tie downs, you know, with the bungees. And so he had that. I'm pretty sure there was a washboard covering up a window. I also think there was a f- small college boy fridge on the front. There was also a generator tied maybe to the side, and I'm sure this is all DOT uh, certified. And, um, you know, it looked like the wi- he had two different sized rims, maybe a 16-inch on the left, maybe an 18-inch on the right. It was leaning pretty good. Um, of course, there were curtains on the other side where the washboard wasn't covering it up. But to top it all off, he had... And Landon wrote it down before he had to go. Nine pig heads, like wild boar pig heads, hung hanging on the top third, going all the way around the RV. Uh, these have the you know the real deep hair color, the tusks, and it's just like picture it there. You know, if you mount one on over your fireplace, just the head, you know, and maybe part of the neck, and they're all looking out to the traffic. And I I was pretty amazed that i did not see a uh, an american flag so um you know most of the time those guys are pretty patriotic i mean they're kind of weird but they're patriotic but uh anyway so anyway this guy he's uh, in the double dodge durango and um you know he's just cruising down the road minding his old business i mean what can you do but fortunately we got to interview daryl and that's what his he just wanted to give his first name daryl he didn't want to give any other names but Daryl, we got a, we uh, interviewed Daryl here uh, yesterday, and we want you to get a uh, a good you know a good feel of what Daryl's like. And he's an interesting character, nonetheless. Uh, please don't mind any of the background noise, but uh, it's just you know how he lives. He did, he didn't even stop. He's got a cell phone, and um, so you know he's on the grid and everything. But he just looks like he's off the grid. So um, here you go. Here is our interview with Daryl, the Pigman. 
on the Dry Lab Farber Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. We're here on the uh, location here on the Dry Line Farmer Podcast with one of our very rare interviews. Uh, we ran across this feller, and uh, he's a real interesting character. Uh, is it Daryl? Daryl, would you like to? Uh, what's your full name, Daryl? Uh, yeah, Brent. Uh, we don't we don't really go by multiple names, or we feel we find that to be an evil act of paganism. No, we don't. Ow. We don't go by that type of stuff, so uh, we just leave it at Daryl. Okay, uh, Daryl, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, tell us, um, where, where do you come from, Daryl? Uh, yeah, yeah, I come from, uh, I come from uh, Lower Manhattan in uh, New York City, France. It's just uh, one of those wild, one of those wild places. Uh, you know, people originate from, and they just kind of get, you know, get to where you're going sometimes, and. Uh, you just kind of find yourself, you know, you just find yourself, you know, turn the turn the country in a in a in a wagon, you know, full of pigs. Now that that's a that's a real interesting, uh, real interesting story. Uh, that's what kind of caught our eye when we came across you there. Uh, came across you there, Daryl. Tara, tell us a little about your uh, wagon and um, what do you call it? Do you have a name for it? And um, you know, just just give us the rundown. Well, I'd be more than happy to bring. Yeah, we uh, we found this Winnebago down here in, in Biloxi, Mississippi. We, uh, me and my me and my dogs, uh, Hannah and uh, Maybelline, you know, they, uh, we, uh, we we all rode down here together in in the back of a. Well, we rode in the back of a concrete truck. If it's easy enough to believe for you, Brent. Well, now that's interesting. Uh, you don't. I wouldn't find there'd be too much room in a concrete truck. Well. You know, it's kind of a, it spins a whole lot. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things we uh, we uh, like to tell our stories. Of. Yeah. Now, now, Daryl, tell me, you uh, you've got a sign out here. What what's your sign? Is it a, is it a tour that you're on? You're kind of a uh, what is it like a Forrest Gump tour? Well, Brent, I really kind of you know I, I kind of resent that, but uh, yeah, we're on the we're on the tusks and husks tour. We're going to be one of the premier judges on the Pro Farmer Tour this year, and uh, and I've got I've got several hogs with me that that are tied up on the side. I've got let's see, I've got nine of them. We've got let's see, you've you've got names for them. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a, got Dasher, Dancer, that there's on the left. There's Dick Donner, Vixen, Comet Cupid there on the back. Dancer or Donner? Let's say Donner. Got to get Donner. Donner and Blitzen. Yeah, Donner. They, they're they're kind of they're kind of the characters of the whole bunch. That sounds oddly familiar, Brent. I uh, mean, Brent. I'm Brent. Daryl. That sounds oddly familiar. Well, I'm kind of insulted that you'd call me by your name, but uh, that's I don't know where where you're getting that from. Those are all original names that we uh that we picked out for. Yeah, I've got names for them. I, I, I try to find one in every state, and then I, I, I pick it up next to their... Uh, Brent, I, 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 I can't help but uh, mention, uh, I was listening to your podcast the other, uh, earlier, and I heard you actually record it. You talked about your dogs getting after it and getting stuck together. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a uh, interesting experience. I never, uh, I wasn't experiencing the experience, you know what I'm saying, but I did see it. Yeah, Brent, that's really a... Uh, I'm surprised you don't know about that. Some of you city slickers don't uh, don't really uh, get around the science too much. Well, sir, I am. I am. I'm a farmer. Well, whatever. But anyway, yeah, 
you, you think them dogs get tie hung up together, boy, I tell you what, you find two Chester Whites and they get be getting after it. You know, they got a swirly thing on their deal. And you know, I tell you what, it's like cross-threading two metric bolts with a standard and trying to get it apart with a torch. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been down that road before. Well, I doubt it, but nonetheless, Frank. So, yeah, we're on the... We're on the Husk and Tusks tour, and uh, and it, it's just a wonderful thing. Now, now, Daryl, can you tell me a few things that you have inside the RV? I noticed you've got it padlocked up there pretty tight. Children. You've got children. Yeah, children of uh, all shapes and sizes. Well, are they your children? Do what? Are they your children? Yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, they're my children. I, uh, I found them all. I found them all on the side of the road. I mean, you know, I do- you know, I adopted them, and then uh, they just kind of learned to like me. Well, now, now wait a minute. That sounds a little sketchy, you know. Uh, Brent, uh, nobody asked these children to be thrown out. I mean, you know, I, I found them. They're mine. They're fair and square, and uh, you know, they love me, and and I love them, and and we we hunt hogs together. Um, okay, let's see, so you hunt hogs with these children that you found. How many do you have in there, Daryl? Uh, we've got seven to ten, depending on, depending on what kind of, you know, what kind of week we're having. What, depending on the, the week? Yeah, Brent, you know, you're, you said you're a farmer, you, you got your wet season and your dry season. Sometimes, you know, we, we kind of we kind of get distracted sometimes, and uh, we might miss one or two that are on the side of the road. Well, now, Daryl, how many how many people are you finding on the side? How many kids are you finding on the side of the road? Excuse me? How many kids do you find on the side of the road? Why don't you turn them into the police? Well, we, we don't really trust the police anymore, Brandon. We've had too many run-ins as it is, and, uh, and it's just one of those things we've lost trust in our judicial system. Now, can you speak to the can you speak to the run-ins you've had with the police? Well, Brandon, I'd really rather not go into. No, really, I I mean this we're you're among friends here. Well, a couple of well, there's, there's a couple of false felonious charges of a. Uh, indecency and, and whatnot. Now that you know that's gonna raise some red flags with you know with the general, you know, bigger community. I'm well aware of all the community norms, Brent. I don't recognize those things anymore. I'm running around with a damn Barbie with a whole bunch of hog heads hanging out the side of the window. What in the hell you think I'm gonna be involved in Well, I mean that does you do make a good point there. I mean I am I am getting rid of a I'm getting rid of a pest problem with these hogs. Have you seen Have you seen these ag Twitter pictures and them? Oh, you what? You're in ag Twitter? Oh, oh hell yeah! It's it's, it's delightful. Got all kinds of people and uh, everything, and they post pictures. And anyway, I saw this one deal. Oh, you're talking about that um, picture of the guy? The guy took a picture of these hogs that went down the rows of corn and just rooted it all up. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Brent. I thought, well, you know, what better way to serve my serve my fellow man than a go knock out some hogs and maybe if I can take a kid with me as a you know, abandoned kid, you know. Now you you're aware there's a boys ranch up uh, oh oh no. Do do a uh, boys what? Well, um never mind. Tell me. Um well there's a there's a there's a boys ranch up 
up north of where I live. It's a it's a place for you know I don't know if it's still that case, but uh, you know it's a place for abandoned kids or troubled kids to uh, get their lives straight. We're we're about that out, Brent. Well, I'm not I'm not comfortable in saying. You just have to find out for yourself because I don't want to be held responsible. Be that as it be that as it may, Brent. I'm going to do my best to find that place because I got some children I could love to drop off. They're kind of starting to stink right now. What what about your hogs? The who? Oh, the hot the hot your hogs. You know the hot. Oh yeah, yeah. The nine nine hogs like yeah you know I, I kind of keep them around and everything we have a really good time together and everything now what are your dogs still in there oh hell they ride up in the Durango Brent they have they, they ride shotgun and they look out the window I thought I saw somebody you know I thought you were by yourself oh hell yeah I don't I don't carry any adults with me Brent they just get in the way of all, all kinds of the progress we're trying to make so me Maybelline and the other dog I I said the name earlier, but but it's just a it's just a name I'd rather not repeat anymore because she's pretty precious to me. He she she's a it's a he or it's a she. A brown. I'd rather not go into. Well, I'll tell you, it's a boy and a girl. I got and uh, you know when she gets in heat, they go through the same thing that you just talked about earlier. They get all hung up. They get bound up down there. And I tell you what, it's like trying to pull apart two hyenas getting off of a damn gazelle or a water buffalo in southern Africa. Well, I have seen those National Geographic videos. Brent, you got much more because I got to get back on the road. I see a blondie up. I, 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 see a, I, I see somebody that might need some help. Well, before you go, can you give us, are you on Twitter? I'm on, I'm on the ag Twitter, I told you, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry, do you have a, a Twitter handle? No, I'm just a, I'm just a follower, Brent. I don't, I don't, I don't get involved in anything. I just like to see what's going on. I go to all the latest sites, and all the popular people, and try to follow them and get get along that way. Oh, can can you give us any more info on what else is inside of your inside of your RV before you go? Oh, lots of mud. Yeah, you have lots of mud. I thought you said didn't you have a bunch of children in there? Come again. Don't you have a bunch of children in there? Oh yeah, they like throwing that mud, or they waller around in it. That's kind of how they bathe, you know. <laughs> you know, they finally learn just to crap in one corner of the RV, you know, and then they, we just kind of kick it out the end when we get to the, you know, get to a pilot or something like that. I noticed if yeah, they got them Casey's General Stores up there in the Midwest. And, yeah, I've heard about those. Those are pretty fun. Well, Brent, they kind of overrated. They got way too much bacon for my liking, but well, um. Let's see. I'm going to have to end it here, Daryl. Uh, we're sure glad that you uh, took the opportunity to come on the Dryline Farmer podcast. Well, you know, I don't give too many interviews. She ought to be just as pleased as a dick in a... <laughs> I'm sorry. You ought to be as pleased as a male that's just hung up in a big old slice of pie, Brent. I'll... Okay, I'll take that for what that means. And uh, Daryl, uh, you know, safe travels down the road, and uh, we're glad that you're coming through Texas. And uh, we don't really mind see you go go on your way. And um, you know, when you get on that pro farmer tour, be sure and give us a shout. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go. We got a we got a Hampshire and a Chester really getting it out in there. I thought you had children. That's what I said, Brent. Thing, I gotta go. Well, there you have it, folks. The uh, Daryl the Pigman. He's a uh, quite an interesting character you've seen, and um, 
we're going to send it back to the studio, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this report from the Dryland Farmer Podcast on location on the highway. Well, yeah, uh, that's a uh, thanks. I guess thanks me for that uh, interview and uh, uh, interesting character we found here to be on the podcast this week, especially since Landon's gone and everything. But uh, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. We uh, talked about some very immature things as always. And we hope that you keep enjoying this podcast. Tell everybody about it. Tell everybody about the Global Ag Network. And until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Last Meal Meals. Our foods to die for. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved. And now a member of the Global Ag Network.